0: Follow us on Apple Podcasts or anywhere else you listen.
1: Okay, so Todd, (laughs) now, time is not an issue. Yeah. So you can respond to poverty rate.
3: I think people just assume that legislators and are rich. I mean, I, I grew up with uh, a father who dropped out of high school that worked as a janitor. I, I mean, people are lecturing me about you know, oh, you don't know what it's like. But believe me, I know what it's like. And um, again, so we we. we, we and, you know, people say it's immoral to tax food. And I was I was in that camp, uh, you know, when we when the, we cut the sales tax. I was in the legislature when that happened under Governor Huntsman. But what I've seen since we cut the sales tax, we cut the sales tax on food to try to help poor people. And what we did was we didn't help poor people. It's not like the poor people are way better off in Utah than they were um, 12 years ago. What we did was we, we decreased the ability – to provide assistance to people that were really in need. And we also heard the Education Fund, as I mentioned, the Utah Foundation uh, did a study and said in one decade it
2: hurt. So
1: how did that work, though? Rate. I mean, help one me day. out, Todd, because, like, I mean, just logically speaking, I can see where you might not have collected as much money. However, I don't know that it would... Uh, having to pay less for food would hurt anybody.
2: But, yeah, because I thought the issue was we had too much money in the education bucket and not enough in the other buckets.
1: Y- yes, yes, and we're trying to balance out those buckets and still not. So
3: this this was, and we, we never talked about this during the show, but this was a nut tax decrease um, because we we wanted to make these changes, you know, before a recession. Because you can't do these things during a recession because it's it's too painful. But the point is, I mean, when we talk about it's immoral tax uh, food. We already tax unprepared food in the state at four and a half percent. We tax prepared food at seven percent. And so we're not talking about not taxing food or taxing food. And by the way, if you go to Smith and spend $100 a week as a family or $300 a week, it doesn't matter, about 20 or 30% of your bill, you're buying toilet paper, you're buying Windex, you're buying Tide with bleach or whatever. All of that you're already paying the 7% on. If you buy a rotisserie chicken that's already cooked, you're paying the 7%. If you go to McDonald's, you're paying 7%. We're only raising it from 4 to 7 four and a half to seven for the unprepared food. So that would be the the, the potatoes that you mentioned, Amy. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I'm sympathetic to that. That's why we went and we tried to design specific programs. So remember, everyone's getting an income tax cut, whether you're poor or rich. Everyone's going to get a, a state income tax cut. And then we did put um, programs in place, and and Paul's right. You know, if you're a family of four earning seventy thousand dollars a year, you're not going to qualify for the grocery tax credit. But guess what? You're going to qualify for the ch- children's exemptions, which we haven't even talked about that we restored, and and you're going to get about a six hundred dollar uh, tax cut, net tax cut, with the fuel tax and the and the proper and the and the fuel t- uh, the I'm sorry, the tax on food uh, mm-hmm. factors in. So th- this is a net tax cut, but it also solves a structural imbalance. And, and one of the frustrating for me. uh frustrating things for me is people saying, well, let's repeal this, let's repeal this. I haven't heard a plan to fix the structural imbalance because we can't fund police pensions. We can't pay for Medicaid expansion. We can't you continue to fix the roads unless we do uh, and build new roads unless we do something. We're, we know our population is going to double in the next uh, 20 to 30 years. How are we going to pay for all those new roads without, with, a, with, a, with a transportation fund? That is paying for less than half right now. So, and we know more people are moving to electric cars, and they, they don't pay the fuel tax. Right. And so that's that's mm-hmm. why the toll roads is in there because we know that eventually we're going to have to switch to the miles driven.
2: So, so I have. Um, I'm going to throw to Todd and just or to Paul in just a second. But um, um, I feel. I think. I think the biggest issue is that um, I don't know that I believe a this is imminent. Like it has to be done today. Like I feel like the deadline. I feel like I'm at a sales pitch for a condo, you know, those, <laughs> that, I mean, I feel like, Time you know, like <laughs> yeah, that timeshare thing. Like, and I've done that. I've roped my husband into it and he's still mad at me about it. But, you know, I wanted that free Park City vacation. <laughs> but I, but I feel like there's this arbitrary or this thing that you've convinced me. I feel the stress of it, but, but you haven't convinced me is a legitimate, um, issue as far as why we can't take more time i feel like this makes it more complicated and what i would love to see in taxation across the board is a simplification of the process i don't understand why it has to be um buckets and 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 you know move money here in a shell game and and so complicated that You know, we can't follow it. Like if we're having this conversation and you've said before on other programs, Todd and I respect it because I've been one of the people who's misstated stuff. If it's so complicated that people who are reading the articles and paying attention to this conversation can't follow it or don't understand it and don't buy it, then I think we have. I think there's a a problem that we have to solve there before we move to what the solutions are. So I am not offering a solution other than to say, hey, I think food tax is off the table for me. I will look at anything else. And I'm not opposed to the gas tax. And I do think that we should look more in, in the universe of transportation towards improving public transportation because I would be one who would take it more often. I joined Jason on the train, but it, the bus system, it taught, it would take me an hour and a half to yeah, get the bus to work. The bus system has
1: to change. It it's yeah. just not
2: So I super. think there I think there's some things like that, but I'll I'll throw it to Paul cuz I know Paul had some stuff he wanted to to throw in there, but my my thing is I don't have a solution yet because I don't know that for me the premise has been proven like I feel like the theory that we're working on is something that I'm being asked to buy without being I'm not convinced of it. And like you said, maybe that's a messaging issue. Um, But I think that is not I've heard it in from legislators and from people who are people I trust and know who've studied this and know more about it than me. And I and if they're saying I don't buy this premise, then I'm saying, okay, Lynn, let's back up. Look at what the are we actually in this crisis that we say we're in? And if we are, how do we fix it? Because the solutions that I hear and, and again, I always feel like education is this big stick. People are like. Do what we say, or we're going to destroy your schools. <laughs> Nobody's talking
3: about destroying the schools. No,
2: but you know no, what I mean. Like, I'm, be I'm, funny, I'm yeah. being funny, but like that's how I feel. Like I felt like that was part of the Medicaid discussion. People kept saying, "Well, do you want to take it that money from education? Do you want healthcare? Do you want Medicaid expanded so badly that you'll take it from education?" That was the question I was posed on this show by a legislator, and the and the answer to that is why is that always the choice? Why can't we have Something that lifts people out of poverty. Why can't we look at our minimum wage? Why can't we look at affordable housing? Why can't we look at better public transportation? Those things all enhance the lives of everybody, but they certainly enhance the lives of the poor more. And then we can look at our at people like me paying my fair share. I I think that, you know, having been in that situation, I'm much more willing to pay now, and maybe property taxes that. I don't know, but...
4: Well, let, let me just uh, make a variation on your stick uh, analogy. I'm going to talk about the carrot and the stick, and, and uh, Senator Weiler talked about the carrot is is that everybody is going to get an income tax break. They're going to pay mm-hmm. slightly less in income taxes, yeah. including the rich. Yeah. But the, the stick is, is that the poor are going to be paying 377% more for their food. They're going to be paying 35% more for their fuel to get around and to eat. Well, and we, so we going to be
3: look,
4: those percentages in taxes. Right, in taxes now now I got to say, I, in, I
1: got to agree with you on that. very misleading.
4: It, no, right, right. well, no, he didn't you didn't mean to do it that way. I, I, yeah, that was an no, accident. No, it, it wasn't a, meant to be misleading. misleading. They're no, going but, to be paying more in taxes. That's so, what he means. Yeah. The poor are going to be paying. So, if if, if I'm in the top quartile, uh, Senator Wyler, eight percent of my money goes towards food. If I'm in the lowest quartile, thirty-five percent of my money goes towards food. And so, the poor are paying a considerable amount of their money, of their income towards food that the richer are not. And so if we can find a ways to to figure out how we need to pay for things, let's figure out so the wealthiest Utahs are helping to pay for this deficit that we're facing and this problem that we're facing, rather than putting it on the backs of the poor. And, I, say I, tax, suggest, I
2: say we tax massages. No, no,
1: well, okay. I'm, oh, not going down, no. I'm not going down that road. But you know what? I, w- I would say this, Todd. You know what? As a person, I'm, I'm a middle class guy, right? I, I'm not a rich person, but I am certainly not a poor person. But uh, I also know that I I don't have kids, and and I don't, uh, I pay for all of your kids to get an education, and I want all you guys Thank to have you. the smartest kids in the world. <laughs> because you got to take care of me when I get old, and I, I mean that. So what I'm saying though is that I recognize that my paying uh, property taxes and going into education helps my community, it helps me, right? So those of us who have more, and if you got more money than me, God bless you, and and you should not be complaining. Uh, Not the word I wanted to use, actually, about having to pay a little bit more than uh, somebody who literally is paying their last dollar to make sure they have food for their kids or for themselves or or to uh, get to work when you and I are paying... You know, uh, a, a small percentage of our income, and we still go out to eat dinner whenever we want. We we go to movies whenever we want. We take a vacation once a year. We you buy Honeycrisp
2: apples instead of the ba- Braeburns right. because they're more money. <laughs> these people
1: don't have those options. And for those who us, those of us who have those options, we should not be so hard-hearted that we can't pay a little extra so that those people can have something better in their lives. And we would never change places with them, especially since many of us who at our, at our stages may have been. Uh, less, uh, I don't know, I'm not saying poor. I, yeah. I came from working-class families, but I didn't have the kind of money I have uh, now that we did then. And so I don't, I don't think it's that big a deal. And I, I, I've never understood why people with money complain so much about poor people when they don't even look at those people when they walk down the street.
2: Well, well I, I, in, ta- in in defense of the legislature, I will say this. I, don't, I know lots of legislators who are supportive of this and who don't think that they are hurting po- the poor. They think this is um, a much more equitable Um, solution to taxation. And so I don't think anyone disagrees. I think there's just a fundamental misunderstanding about poverty and what lifts people out of poverty
5: and what doesn't. Especially fixed income. I, I cannot tell you how many times, how many people have sat across from me that came to sign this referendum with tears in their eyes saying, thank you so much for being here to do this because I am on a fixed income and I cannot afford $10 more a month. I cannot afford $15 more a month. Thank you for letting me share my voice through this referendum process. It has been such a heartwarming and touching experience to see the hundreds and hundreds of people willing to spend morning, noon, night trying to make this happen, to be a voice for the people out there that don't normally get to have their voice heard. At least they feel like it. And Todd, you, know, have a, lot you of, yeah. a
3: lot of the people on fixed incomes are on Social Security. This bill cuts the state tax off of Social Security up to uh, about, uh, I think it's $54,000 a year. So that's something that hasn't
1: been mentioned either. Yeah. That's, that's, and, and again, I mean, the bill isn't all bad. I mean, no, nobody, no, right? nobody's no, but saying but I, I think the but effort is there. Where, right, but it,
2: all of this, it, to me, makes it more complicated. Right? It makes well, it but, more. But like it why it can't, has to
1: be complicated, though, Amy. Can't why does it have to? No. It that
2: can is, be more like,
5: simple than well, it is. It's a very fat 200 page law right. that's very difficult for all of us that have parceled through this trying to figure out exactly what they mean point by point. And it is way too complicated of a law that will change the lifestyles of the way we are accustomed to living in the state of Utah. So. And I think Tax, that
3: and that, that's why we released a seven-page summary of it that's available <laughs> at le.utah.gov.
5: Yeah, it's also in the tax referendum packets. The, there, is, uh, there are also those mm-hmm. bullet points that are in the front cover of the tax referendum. But nonetheless, as Utahns, we want to understand our taxes. Everybody feels like we are smart enough to figure this out. Mm-hmm. Why are we being told, you just don't understand, you just don't understand, you just don't understand? That's the message that's being sent. You don't understand. They feel frustrated that their voice isn't being heard because they want to understand. They've been following this. They Mm -hmm. are listening. They are paying attention. I have colleagues in this building who've said, this is really complicated. I'm just going to trust my
2: legislators. When, in fact, those same people told me they wouldn't trust them to deliver health care. And I'm saying that we, I think we all can figure out, like, I think on the I think we agree we want to do better yeah. by the people who are most disadvantaged in our situa- in, in the state. And
5: if we all agree on that, then it's just a matter of how we get there. And it doesn't have to be that complicated. It doesn't have to be as complicated. I agree with you, but p- clearly we're in the...
1: <laughs> well, no, it's just... We, we, this is, again, part of this show, and, and the premise, the reason we started it is because we have to discuss very difficult topics mm-hmm. in a way that is civil, but also understanding of, you know... Todd is trying to point out to us what, what the, uh, the, um, the, the positive points of this are, and we, we hope to convey to him what some of the concerns we have, right? And there's, there's somewhere where he can get what he wants, which is what we all want, by the way. I'm not saying him. But uh, where we can all get what we want out of this, where we want uh, an economy and a, a, state, uh, a state economy that benefits all of us in some positive fashion and doesn't uh, you know, isn't unnecessarily burdensome, to those who can afford it the least, and and I, I don't think that's unfair. And I, I certainly believe that most of the people in the legislature uh, have it in their hearts to at least have uh, want that too for the people who live in their state. You know, especially since they represent them. All right, uh, we got to wrap this up. Um, I'm going to give uh, Marcy. You got one more. I just wanted one more word.
5: shout out to yeah. the hundreds of people that have been volunteering their time. They have been amazing, remarkable, heartwarming grassroots effort that I have never personally witnessed in my life. People are coming out in droves. Appreciate them so, so very much. So, if you want to find out more information on the referendum, Utah 2019tax.com That's Utah 2019tax.com
1: And uh, Todd Weiler, State Senator Todd Weiler thank you very much for uh, spending some time with us today. I really appreciate it. Uh, Paul Murphy, Marcy Campbell, thank you as well. Thank you. Thank you.